This episode is brought to you by the Project Manga Patreon, the best way for viewers to support the project and allow us a means to keep providing new and quality content to our subscribers. Go to patreon.com slash projectmanga and find out more about the perks we have available to patrons, including early access to all of our content and exclusive videos like behind-the-scenes footage and additional manga reviews. That's patreon.com slash projectmanga. All right, let's get into the episode. everybody welcome back to the project manga podcast where we cover one piece my hero black clover Marshall, dr stone and jujutsu kaisen week to week back this week covering weekly shonen jump issue number 50 i'm your host eagle Knox, and Yenis. and as always before we get started we would ask that you take a look in that description box down below where you can find links to any and all of our individual social media accounts such as twitter online <laughs> communities like discord audio listening platforms, whichever you prefer, you can find us there, as well as links to support the podcast through our Patreon or our online shop. Also, while you're down there, slap a like on the video and subscribe to the channel for more fire weekly content. And uh, with all those words said, how you guys feel about this weekend, Joe? No one piece. No one piece, yep, yep. Sad one, yeah. but a lot of good meat to this one. Jujutsu Kaisen was incredible. Yes. <sighs> Oh man. Well, <laughs> with that being said, we might as well jump right into Jujutsu Kaisen, yeah. chapter 165, Tokyo number Tokyo number 1 Colony, part 5. And uh this was a big judgment chapter. Huge chapter. Oh, man. Anytime we start off with like narration, text yeah. box, yeah. I'm like yeah. I'm like, all right, get ready, because this shit's about to be heat. Yeah. Let's go. If it starts with narration, you're like, Gage's about to do it to us. <laughs> For real, he's about to snap, yeah. bro. And boy, did he. Yeah. And this this, this beginning narration we got about how, like, Higuruma being a prodigy in, like, law, and how his a lot of his coworkers and, like, peers and shit referred to him as a genius, and that translated into, like, him really being prodigious in cursed energy and like cursed technique combat like he really acclimated to it super quickly and fucking just figured it out and yeah. it was talking about how he like reverse engineered his understanding of cursed energy through some kind of process where did it talk about um yeah he reverse engineered it from the uh expansion domain page five Yep, page More five. narration, yeah. Through analyzing the curse technique that came by default with his domain, he learned the basics of barrier techniques. Then, by working backward from barrier techniques, he acquired an instinctive grasp of reinforcing reinforcement techniques derived from cursed energy control. That Wild. was so gas, bro. Yeah. Under and two weeks. Yeah. Under, under two, two weeks. weeks. Like, that is really some genius type shit. And yeah. Higuruma is a force to be reckoned with. Like, absolutely, I'm, I'm terrified. <laughs> I mean, he fights analytically. Like, he he views like everything in front of him is just a problem, a puzzle to be solved. He's not like very emotionally invested until the confession. 
Yeah, until the, the and that's like the yeah. first time yeah. he's like actually like emotional because he's yeah. like because even times he's just like, you know, he's like kind of got that playful banner early on when he's in the bathtub, but like he's just like, no nah, man, I want to do this because this, this, and this, and you yeah. are not really giving me any uh, incentive to not to, and it's just a very pra- pragmatic right. the way he was approaching everything. So I like this. Um, there's one moment that I thought was kind of interesting. Um, in the first page, when it's like what stands out most about him, there's that little uh, bubbly gradation in the background. And I don't know if I'm recalling it correctly. It might just be a reference to like the colony situation as well. Like this is kind of a tension point, the bubbling, the boiling point. But I thought it reminded me of um, the gradation that happens when Yuji's curse from his grandpa kicks in and does the false memories. And with, oh, like, the judgment, yeah. and with like the judgment of death, he's going to die. I think that Higuruma is going to be the next false memories for Yuji because... What was it? You ask a person a question. He gives you a sincere yes. answer, and then you kill him. Yes. Oh, Maybe not kill wow. him, but no, I think the... You the, go for uh, the kill, or you, like, yeah, hit him with some kind of the, crazy shit, yeah. Yeah, the, I what's, honestly, it, what's it called? The... What the fuck word am I trying to conditions? think of where it's like... The conditions, the trigger, yes, yeah. I'm so sorry. Jesus yeah. Christ, the conditions <laughs> that Nick had laid out in the past yeah. Yeah. were mm-hmm. that, yeah... Basically, Yuji asks or is asked by someone a sincere question or asks them a sincere question and a sincere answer is given and that triggers the flashback. So, shit, Higuruma could already be going into flashback mode at the end I of the chapter. I think it has to, they have to, like, bring him to the point of death um, because his grandpa's curse was when you die, I want you to be surrounded by friends. And so if he's not sur- has any friends around him and has those two conditions met where he has the answers, that person becomes his friend so that Yuji doesn't die Alone. without surrounded by his friends. And that's Yo, the curse. That's kind of crazy yeah. to think about. I, I, honestly, that's insane. Yeah, that's nuts, I'm bro. excited. I'm stoked for Higuruma Buddy Cop. Yeah, movie. I was thinking I was thinking of a couple different possibilities based on the cliffhanger, but like that is was just so wildly outside of what I was even thinking about. If they bring that back right here, that's gonna be fucking nuts, bro. Yeah. Cause then they have Higuruma on their side, and that would be a really interesting guy. Um because he's not a shaman at all. Like he's yeah. not a sorcerer. He's just a dude. He's like, yeah, I know how to do how things you do, but I'm not like bothered by the constraints that you guys are bothered by. Like, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I'm chilling in this world. I can, you know, impose the the law. You know, I'm chilling. That's yeah. pretty crazy to think about because I was when I was looking at the the cliffhanger of this um of this chapter. Not only was it just epic to read, I was like, holy shit! Mm-hmm. Like, what a what a way to go with it because like it makes so much sense you know what i mean like when 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 it asked about the pachinko machine like one of the first things that i that i or the pachinko parlor one of the first things i asked i was like damn i thought it was gonna be like what's up with shibuya (laughs) like i thought like as soon as they as soon as they got in the court i thought it was gonna be like all right so you killed like three thousand people a couple months ago like let's talk about that and then it just never happened 
and then now it is and it's like okay so now it's saying like guilty confiscation death penalty which is a new reaction from judge man judge man yeah. looks pissed the eyes are open his eyes, eyes are actually open yeah. still on like that shit is nuts yeah it looks That's... it looks very angry we haven't Brutal. seen death penalty yet higuruma's reaction um you know was kind of like what made me think about a, a possibility that uh because it's like if judge man is angry and wants to and wants to give him the death penalty right away yuji is being completely you know like yeah i did that you know what i mean that was me he tried to dot he tried to deny the pachinko machine or the pachinko parlor shit and like really tried to figure out judge man and the domain and all of these things and um but then when it gets to this mass murder he's like oh yeah that was me you know what i mean i'm not gonna lie i'm not trying to deny that was it. on me yeah and and yeah. and higuruma's reaction to that is like okay there's got to be more to this like like I, at least in my the way that i'm kind of like taking it is why would higuruma react in such a like soft way like such a surprise like kind of way if... almost like a shocked empath empathy right exactly so i don't know i mean this is a new kind of domain he's a prodigious talent if he's if he's as if he's so prodigious that he can reach like first grade sorcerer level in less than two weeks like what other ways can he i don't know control or manipulate this like entirely new concept inside of domains that we just got a couple you know a couple uh a couple of weeks ago or last oh. week even you know what i mean so i'm sitting here going like okay judgment is like death penalty let's get him out of here higuruma might go like I don't know step in in some kind of way to where he wants to get to the bottom of it because he's an actually a good lawyer and he's a defense attorney first and foremost anyway i'm pretty sure right yeah wasn't he wasn't yeah, he like he a is. defense he's lawyer he was a, defense, he, was a, he was a defense attorney slash prosecutor and his cases were like this guy's guilty he hurt people he killed people and the guy's like i didn't i swear i'm innocent and then he succeeded got the retrial failed yeah. and the guy hated him and yeah. I think that he's having flashbacks to that. I love the for, like the emotional groundwork that's been set right. up for this payoff. Right. I'm really excited for that. Um, I think I think Higuruma throws like a curveball in this whole situation and just like opts to defend Yuji against Judge Man for the rest mm -hmm. of this like domain activation because like they have to reach certain conditions obviously to dispel the domain. I don't know. If Higurama, if Higuruma can just say never mind, like no more, like fuck it, like I'm I'm dispelling my domain, or if, or if things actually have to play out the way, or, or like a certain way inside of inside of the domain, if he if he can't just dispel it because he wants to, then I can totally see him being like, okay, wait a minute, I think I I think I want to defend Yuji now because Yuji, I don't I don't see Yuji going like yo. It wasn't me, but I'll take the blame for it. He straight up says, like, I'm not lying and I won't deny it here. So, like, would he try to say it was Sukuna next chapter? I don't know. But I feel He's like something, did... yeah. I was just going to say he'll probably just straight up take whatever. Something that could happen in my mind to where, like, we get kind of a impetus towards some conversation between Higuruma and, and Yuji is that he really does just stand there and plan on taking whatever, you know, penalty is coming his way, whether like, whether judgment kind of goes like, ah, next chapter <laughs> or like, or Higuruma like starts to swing at him with the fucking thing. And he like, is just standing there like this. I can see Higuruma maybe like stopping shit right the second before he's actually going to get killed and like, okay, right. Let's unpack this. Like what really happened? Cause you seem really, I think he's thrown off by the sincerity. Cause he's probably seen a lot of killers. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And anytime he, anytime you see like a mass murderer or like a serial killer, like they're really cold, and you probably don't get this level of like actual sincerity from them until they yeah. reach that point where they actually like get everything off their chest and and confess. Okay. Um, yeah. So as far as but like what know, you're just... saying about like it being confiscation, cursed energy gone again. I have my mallet. I'm going for the kill. And Yuji just stands there to take it, and then Higuruma says, like, nah, never mind, let me, let's talk about it a little bit more, or something. The only thing that's throwing me off about that is that it literally says death penalty, so I feel like death penalty is coming from Judge Man to some degree, that's mm-hmm. going to be that's effect. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, it's going to be an effect that, like, Judge Man has, so it might be out of Higuruma's hands, like, the what happens is, to Yuji, so he might step cool. in and go, like, wait a minute, I have more questions to ask you before the death penalty is actually you know, used yeah. on you or whatever. But yeah, keep going. I kind of wanted to say the same thing, but like, we also did get the the dialogue from Higuruma saying that Judgment really isn't an offensive thing or ability. And it's more like Higuruma that does the offensive kind of end of right. things. But To his knowledge right now, but I also or up to that point. Yeah. Judgment. yeah, maybe he's never seen a death penalty. Exactly. Maybe um, he's never seen Judgment just be pissed like this, like, and this is like a new area of the domain that he hasn't experienced before and therefore has to, I don't know, learn yeah. learn about it with us. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. My position. But he does uh, have 100 points, though. He Sorry, does have 100 points. Yeah, you're right. Um, My position is that... uh. Higuruma is going to ha is like the hammer will like disappear like change into like maybe like an executioner's axe or something like that and he'll have to attack Yuji he won't want to and so like while Yuji's dodging attacks defending himself he's gonna ask us like questions like what the hell man what was up with that and he's like no I killed those people I killed all the it's like I killed people I killed a bunch of it's like it's like when I was possessed all those humans died. When I was not possessed, I killed so many curses. All those people are done. Like, because, like, Yuji doesn't differentiate, really, with, like, the value of life of a curse in a human. So he believes that, like, as a sorcerer, as an exorcist, he is a mass murderer. Period. Yeah. Um, and True. then, I think having that conversation while defending himself, while um, Higuruma is kind of forced to carry out the death penalty as a newer thing he can say i declare the last thing a mistrial we have more evidence and and initiate a third stage of judge man that could be interesting but then who's going to be the prosecutor because the judge can't do it so they might have a thing where like yuji is like no i deserve this thing and he was like no 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 because of this evidence you don't like yeah, I think, I think at some point inside, because he hasn't even used the evidence yet, they haven't even reviewed it, Judgment just went straight to confiscation, death penalty, who knows what Higuruma has to do after that before anything else can happen, if anything, mm-hmm. this might be entirely out of his control and just like running the course of the rules of this new kind of domain that we're not used to yet, and neither is he, so like, just going back to what we were saying about maybe even Higuruma doesn't know what the next leg of this of this courtroom session is, like that i could totally see it being like okay well wait a minute like we need more information let's review this evidence let's talk about a little bit more like we were fighting before but like now like my old lawyer instincts are kicking in and i feel like there's someone in front of me that needs to be defended and he might like just go you know full lawyer mode for yuji 
in that yeah. way, which would be crazy for his character, for both of their characters. They'll have like huge, a huge conversation about it potentially if it does go that way. And that'll be that'll be massive in the writing for both characters if it happens like oh. that. I hope yeah. so. I really hope so. Like either that or what you were saying earlier, Mello, that mind blowing shit about like the fucking brother curse shit like could could yeah. go into effect too. And like that would be wild as fuck, bro. Like I don't know what would be crazier or cooler. I have no oh, idea. Oh man. But... It'd be weird if he had like this memory of like um winning a court case and Yuji's the defendant and he's like hey thank you I owe you so much and that one pivotal point like right like he was yeah. soured on the whole legal system over a series of disappointments and right. that one was like the big one so to have that reversal it might change his entire outlook on life like plus like if he always loses the the, the cases where he's defending like these criminals that he was positive mm -hmm. were innocent or whatever he probably like is thinking about all the L's he's racked up trying to defend people you know what I mean? And then now it's he's talking, it's, it is discouraging, but like that goes into his criticism of like, you know, real world law and like the real world judiciary is like, justice is supposed to be blind. We're supposed to be getting to the bottom of something, but you know, courtrooms are always just like the prosecutor versus the defendant and who's better at arguing. It's not really about finding the truth. And that was like a criticism that he was making about, you know, the law system in general. So if he was making that criticism before he got his, his domain, and then now he's really interested in the way that domains work because it kind of runs on its own laws. It's not really, um, you know, it's not really affected by the emotions and the outlooks of the people who mm -hmm. are in charge. It's, it just, you know, he might feel better beating this case for Yuji and defending Yuji against, you know, a law system that is like not corrupted. Actually impartial. Yeah, yeah, it's actually impartial, you know what I mean? So this might be like his chance for like his greatest defense W ever in the eyes of what he considers to be true law. You know what I mean? So it could be a situation like that. But also it's like, dude, Judge Man is acting weird, bro. Like if, if Judge Man was supposed to be a representation of blind justice and now the eyes are open and they're angry and they're just deciding with no evidence being brought forth that this man is guilty and needs the death penalty, what does that say about Judge Man then? Like, what does that say about this, um, you know, new impartial style of law that Higuruma thought he was tapping into you know what i mean well, like this could all be just well, entirely like, new to him and he's like just as surprised as 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 all of us you know what i mean doesn't judgment know the evidence yeah for sure like Higuruma's so, yeah. the only one that doesn't yeah yeah, yeah you're right mm. you're right you're totally right uh you know i but think judgment is like it's still, as yeah, impartial as it can point. be but it's never gonna be truly impartial because it's formed from curse energy and like Higuruma's own resentment of the world at large, like and the justice system. Yeah, so like he he's always gonna have his own biases and like influences, prejudices. So I feel like regardless, that's always gonna be baked in, especially to a curse, something that is born of malice. But if it's based on like cursed energy, like if the evidence comes from like just the interaction of cursed energy between the person who's being accused. And the accuser, which is like Judge Man or like Higuruma or whatever, all of this information has to come from their cursed energy clashing in some kind of way. Mm -hmm. Whether the where the evidence is like literally just transcribed and like translated from cursed energy, or if your cursed energy linking with Higuruma's is what allows Judge Man to read your mind and pull the evidence from you, or whatever, yeah. just based on like your memory or or something like that. Yeah. Then it's like 
Judgment has to know that it was Sukuna and not Yuji. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like it's 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 kind of confusing to think about how it works like on like a technical like ah, logistic level, yeah. right? Because like where does the evidence come from? You know? Yeah. Is 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 like the real question because if it, if it comes from memory of the accused, then it's it'll be able to read the mind and see that you know Yuji wasn't in control of his body when all of those people were, were murdered in Shibuya. And if it just comes from you know a literal translation of what your cursed energy says, like once it comes in contact with Judge Man or Higuruma, then like it'll just show Yuji and Sukuna's cursed energy together as one, probably. And then that's why, oh. and then that's why they're like, you did it, you know what I mean, or whatever. They don't, they, it doesn't differentiate between Sakuna and and Yuji. So like, that's like it a big question. Me. Yeah, signed Sakuna. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like, it's just a crazy, it's a crazy situation right now. It's like wild to think about. But I really yeah. like the brother. I really like the brother uh, curse theory. I, I think that would be crazy to see that activate. It could be both things you know what i mean it could yeah. literally be both things where higurum is like wait a minute i know judge man wants wants you to get this death penalty real quick but i feel like we got more to talk about hold on like you know like i could just see it happening either of those ways or both so i'm excited as fuck oh for, for i hope it's both now. Now. yeah or both yeah i yeah. like that yeah. i like that a lot <laughs> yeah. i mean i feel like either way higurum becomes an ally just based yeah. off of like his reaction to yuji's confession like that's yeah. like all that I'm going. Like Judge Man is mad, not Higuruma. You know what I mean? Like Higuruma looks like he's ready to hear more. You know what I mean? He looks like yeah. he's ready yeah. to to get to the bottom of it. You know what I mean? So I think that that just leads into, you know, an an ally kind of situation. But oh at man, the end of it, yeah. I just think it's interesting because like Higuruma is like so unemotional because like on page thirteen. When he's like fighting Yuji, he's like incredible. It's like I'm fighting an unbreakable doll. Like it, for him, life's a game. Like a little bit. It's the way he tri uh, like I don't know. I think he's emotionally distancing himself from like all his problems yeah. by viewing the world as puzzles and toys and stuff. Yeah, yeah. and he's killed a bunch then, of people too. So it's like he's used to fighting people that are resisting the entire way, talking shit, trying to kill him. Mm -hmm. Yuji has really just been trying to kind of like get away from him. So like. I don't know. He's probably looking at the, like, it's like I'm fighting an unbreakable doll. I totally see what you're talking about as far as, like, how he thinks that, like, life kind of, like, seems like a game. But Yuji is, like, showing multiple times throughout that, that throughout this confrontation that he is a completely different individual than anyone that Higuruma has kind of, like, ran into so far. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, all of that together is, is, uh, is probably, like, forcing some kind of change in Higuruma's character and bringing him out of that, like, critical thinking you know, computer, emotionless, kind of like brooding mm -hmm. individual back to a compassionate individual. And he's he's probably, through Yuji, starting to remember why he became a lawyer in the first place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is really exciting because that kind of like development and growth like in like a three to five chapter like span is like ridiculous on behalf of gay all while they're throwing hands like the entire time this choreography is insane like oh, i wanted to yeah. talk about that too like in the yeah, beginning the of the chapter i definitely wanted to talk about it's so cinematic to me like it felt like i was like watching the anime like i can hear like the hunter hunter narrator's voice like saying everything on this first page what stands out most about him dot 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 then into like just real quick like cold-blooded choreography doo -doo 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 is his talent as a sorcerer. It just felt like a movie, you know what I mean? The way that it kind of like progressed from chapter one to chapter four, or I mean, page one to page four, just felt so yeah. cool to me. 
<laughs> and he fucking makes the big long uh hammer hits him with some rah, rah. he tries to grab it he dissipates it he backs up Dude, kicks the fucking kicks the fucking bathtub at him Oh, breaks so this cool. shit, dude. This shit is so sick. Love like, that no, on ten and eleven. Yeah, that was so good. And then he does like you know the the fucking Lucifer and biscuit hammer. Just mm-hmm. I'm gonna squish you. Mm-hmm. And it's like an old uh, like iron brat like cast iron bathtub too. So you can hear it like boom when he <laughs> yeah. Oh, smashes it. Oh, yeah. yeah, shattered. I love the way that they're like using the water and the debris as like. A, a, a block a visual a blind block, spot a yeah. screen yeah. yeah and i was like yeah that's so good yeah can uh, we just talk about how much of a beast yuji is for even being able to like square up with a great with someone who's grade one sorcerer equivalent just straight no up hand to hand with no curse energy like he was obviously going to lose from this giant mallet attack after the bath but mm-hmm. like still like motherfucker's a beast bro stop playing with yuji god damn it Jeez, that was insane right. He's, he's just the... raw human, right? Like, yeah. He's oh, yeah. So... just a superhuman. Yeah. And then Higuruma's curse technique reminds me a lot of like, uh, it's a combination of two things. And I swear to God, I I had both of them before we came into the review. I should have wrote it down. But it reminds me of Shizuku's, uh, you know, vacuum from Hunter Hunter. Yeah. The, 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 the Phantom Troop chick with the vacuum because she could like, you know, conjurers just in general can like dissipate their shit and, and reconjure it at mm-hmm. will or whatever. So like that's really cool to see that applied in a way that reminded me of Shizuku. And then just like the manipulation of like the size and mass and density of the hammer reminds me of something else too. And I like can't I can't remember what technique I'm Ryu trying to Jingu think of. Bang. Yeah, Ruyu Jingu Bang works there. Oh yeah, for sure. Absolutely. It was just like the way that like it not only got bigger and longer, but it's also like kind of like uh it behaves you know it's like fluid you know what i mean like it it's its shape is so feels so like malleable so you know i don't know i don't know the word that i'm looking for but it's like whooshy swishy yeah yeah he's like hammer literally hammer bending it's fluid like look at this look at that page on uh freaking four five right right on four where he's just like yeah it's so bendy (laughs) yeah he turns it into like a hook like Yuji goes to steal yeah. off him, and he like turns it into a hook, mm-hmm. and like you know stops his momentum or whatever. Like this is the, this is one of the coolest curse techniques ever. I fucking yeah, I love Higuruma. Isn't even like a guy who's just like yeah, I'm gonna fight people. Like he wasn't like a guy who was like oh yeah, I trained, I learned how to scrap. He's just like nah, I'm just good, and I've got a good imagination, bro. Like yeah. what do you want? Yeah, I think uh, I'm I'm just going back on this cliffhanger page, and I'm just like so confident that a combination of Higuruma's prodigious talent with cursed energy inside of a new application of it that we're not used to is going to either allow him to find the loophole inside of his domain that allows him to help Yuji in some kind of way, even though like this is all supposed to be like Yuji versus Higuruma and Judge Man, I feel like mm-hmm. there's going to be some kind of crazy technical trick that's going to be pulled that allows Higuruma to defend Yuji from Judge Man. That's what I want to see the most. I feel like that would be so crazy. And then it ends with like a brotherly love thing or something like that, whatever. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, I think, think that I'd would love wild. to see like a two page spread where it's like Yuji, Higuruma, and Higuruma is facing away towards Judge Man and like being the wall between him and Yuji. Like, I want to see that splash moment where he's like, I declare this a mistrust. 
yeah. something like that. I don't know. I didn't watch enough Murdoch in, as a child. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I think I, I think that's about all I had for Jujutsu Kaisen this week. Yeah, I'm good on Jujutsu for sure. Great conversation, you guys. Oh yeah. Well, with that, I think we can go ahead and jump right into chapter 218 of Doctor Stone Worldwide Web. Oh, Yo, nice. Okay, I you was, actually I said was, the words. I thought you were just gonna do www, and I was gonna ad, I, I was gonna ad lib World Wide Web, <laughs> but nah. you did, yeah. So this I would just like to say that I did call. You know, it wasn't <laughs> yeah. a hard call, but mm -hmm. I did call them just like putting giant spools of fucking wire on the Perseus ship. You and did like say that. You really did. I, I did. was firmly in the satellite camp, and I was told. Yeah, I was like, there's no way they're doing that when they just made satellites, and you were spot on, dude. Good job. I forgot about that. You're like, nah. <laughs> Hell yeah. I, so I wasn't I was expecting... that in my reaction. I was like, hey. Oh, but... nice. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't ready for it to you know kind of be the way that they did it though you know what i mean like they're going for this tochu tea we get this great history you know lesson on tochu tea and and whatnot or whatever and how it works with this leaf and like this weird rubber you know uh, i don't even know what the fuck you call this shit Str sticky stretchy stuff as chrome elaster? says elaster there we go i know that they say it somewhere in the chapter but yeah i wasn't ready for it to be all that like i'm sitting here thinking they're actually gonna have they Call made a up. bunch of fucking cables or like wire or wait didn't they actually even no they totally did still they took that stuff and then made the cable and then you know dragged it from one place yeah. to another still the okay. eucomia elaster is yeah. elastometer yeah elast no elastomer elastomer yeah like a polymer um, Yep. Yes, exactly. It's like a layer in the wiring that um, is a conductor for like electricity yeah. and like isn't, you know, defeated by water. Yeah. Yeah, I like it Fire. because I I know that like if you have like um like coiled up wiring next to like active electronics, they will like magnetize themselves and then once the coil is like magnetized it'll uh, start affecting the thing that magnetized it oh uh, so like i was working for um uh you know the shop the back of house to build mm -hmm. stuff for like theater props and stuff mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so like he was like hey man you need to keep your wiring and all these things separate because it's gonna magnetize itself. <laughs> right right there's a lot of fucking <laughs> We're yeah. on a budget. Like, come on. Yeah, yeah. Richiro Inagaki even says uh, in his author's comment for the week, he says the first uh, he says the first underwater cable was made in the mid nineteenth century. Damn. Yeah, he said it's. Wow. He even says like it's surprising how old that technology actually is. Like that surprised me. Like when I read that shit too, I was like, holy shit. Mid nineteenth century. Wild. Yeah. Where do you find the author's notes on the website? Um, I don't see uh, them on the website. I usually just get them from like them the, no, I get Twitter. them from the the unofficial jump Twitter. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know where they be finding that shit, but it's a great resource. I thought that was so cool. Um, there was a moment where I thought they were using coconuts as buoys for their uh, things, and I was like, nah, that doesn't make sense. But coconuts will eventually biodegrade in the water. And... Mm. Oh, oh, you're uh, talking about on page ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what are those, uh, yeah. I wonder? Uh, they're just regular buoys. They're probably made out of metal and, like, sealant and air. Because mm. at, this, at this point, they are able to fabricate 
satellites and all the contents for those undersea cables, etc. So yeah. like, they're fine. Usually they um, do a pretty good job of like, you know, if they're going to make a point to focus on a specific uh, area of the science that they're implementing, they usually do a good job to like put in a note or put in a dialogue bubble that says like what that thing is. Unless we've already like seen these buoys before, then they probably wouldn't need a reason to. I feel like they still might do it, but that was just weird that like we just see the buoys kind of like floating there and then there's just no comment about where they came from or like what they're being yeah. used for. It's obvious what they're being used for. I'm just like yeah. thinking about how they just always say something I want to say or I, I want I to feel like I remember. I thought it was the coconuts because they were in the background of like the top of the page. Right. So like, hey, we're here. There's a bunch of coconuts. We're going to use them. Mm -hmm. Also get coffee. Like, yeah, also get yeah. coffee. <laughs> I wonder why they would like, I mean, it's, it seems fairly obvious you wouldn't even need them to like say this is how you make a buoy really. Yeah. But yeah. I wonder if they want the cords to drop or they want the cords to float. I think what they, they wanted initially in the is first panel using... of the cords it's dropping. Where on what uh... on page 8 for me. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. It's dropping and then in the next page and it even looks like it's got those buoys up there. Like if you look in that bottom right panel of eight, you can see those little dots up above the line. Yeah, so those are the buoys making it float. And then anything past the buoys is just like falling because they don't need that part of the cord to float or something. I don't know. Maybe um, it's just to honestly, make sure that like while it's unraveling, it doesn't get caught on anything. So you want to make sure that it it's floating closer to the, to the apparatus. Huh? I thought it was a secondary cord to act as sort of like a visual marker. They're like, okay, where it's at. this is mm. this is where it is in the ocean. We're not going to go like fish around for it twice. Sure, like, sure. Um, I mean, space travel's easy. Submarines are hard. Like, we yeah, still usually, have explored most of the ocean. Usually they'd just be like a die. Like, like yeah, we, we built the buoys out of this. You know, we got the we got these materials from like this last like plot point. You know what I mean? You guys remember when we made this? Well, we just like recycled that and then made the buoys out of that. You usually get dialogue like that. Oh, we're 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 dumb as hell. You can see in the in the big panel of the double spread, you can see it is a secondary cable that's like kind of wrapped around the the main cable, just to separate and act as a visual oh, like damn. indicator of where it is. Yeah, you're totally nice. right, bro. And there you are. can see the other spool kind of up above the main uh, lead. Yeah, that's right. Like behind the dude in the black jumpsuit to the yep. right of the dude in the white one. Yep. I see it. I see it. Girl. All right. Perfect. We got to the bottom of it. Undersea cables huh. acquired. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's fire. Man, seeing this double spread of them all connected and having like a Zoom call was like so like yeah. goose that bumpy. Yeah. Hit me. I was <laughs> like, oh, I was waiting for it. Like when, like when I first started Dr. Stone and they said what the goal was to bring everything back to like whatever. One of the first things you ask is like, when are they going to have smartphones again? When are they going to have the internet? You know what I mean? When are they going to be able to, yeah, FaceTime and shit? Like, when is all that coming back? <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, damn. We got, uh, we got legit Albert Einstein here on page 12 and 13. The spread. And I wonder yeah. if these are some other like super famous, like well known and um, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Or inventors. Yeah, I was thinking Neil deGrasse, Neil deGrasse Tyson, Tyson right there. Yeah. Oh, really? I mean that's that's just the first thing that came to I, I, I maybe it's maybe it's me but I just don't know of any other black physicists that are like popular. Yeah, I mean his put. build looks a little different to me, but he, it, it does. Be. Yeah, yeah, 
but like hey yeah, you yeah. never know like how that's going to be represented you know what i mean like yeah. they, it's all caricatures at the end of the day you know mm-hmm. what i mean he's probably got uh i don't know who buddy with the with the rosary is <laughs> yeah I know who honestly that would be. it seemed like a combo of like the going away team that came back to earth so i was, i wondered if he was like a descendant a stone oh, age sure. like 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 chrome like a stone age engineer oh um, yeah 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 like early early earlier stone age chrome yeah yeah, yeah oh so wow just like another, another guy who's like adapted to city living he's like yeah i've got a good head for engineering what do you want like yeah. um i thought that was just so wild and i think that like especially because of the pandemic for all of us and like like how we record the show is mm-hmm. is very much through conference calls so like right. that really hit close to home for me like yeah. that double spread and i was like man they made it yeah they did it they're here they made it okay cool they're here like they yeah. they've they've reached to us at yeah. this point as readers um, and I love how there's always so much more to do after you hit like a crazy milestone. Like Richiro is like so thorough with like the progression of the scientific application of what they're trying to achieve, like as far as inventions go. Cause it's like, there's always, it's just a good flow. Like you hit the milestones, you need you to get the payoffs that you need because you are reading a weekly series. But then in between all of that, the pacing kind of, um, you know, keeps up with, you know, the, the rate that Richiro wants to go because it's like, okay, you know, we got the we got the leaf, we got the polymer or the, ela- the elastometer or the elastomer. <laughs> we got that, you know what I mean? And then it's applied in a way that gives us, you know, very quickly we, we get this Zoom call and then immediately goes into, well, that's not enough because now that we're all connected, we got to find out how to get these schematics done in a way that we can all see and reference, you know what I mean? So that we can, you know, um, corroborate each other's notes and and make sure there's no like missing, you know, missing math or, or missing like info or anything like that and the way that they do that Zero is with this, like, yeah this crazy like light the you know he basically made a stylus you know or whatever and he's got like an ipad now screen sharing screen sharing yeah i you know love I mean. that with the the, the metal plate and yeah. like the, the early e-paper i was like oh that's yeah. cool man yeah and they achieved all of this in one chapter so it kind of uh, goes against what i was saying about like the pacing being like slow and fast at the same time but basically what i was getting at is that like even though they achieved huge milestones like multiple things were achieved in this chapter that seemed pretty massive i could still see there being like two to four more chapters of getting this like ready to go and applied in a way so that'll allow them to blast off you know what i mean so it's slow but it's quick i don't know how to explain it really but hopefully you guys understand what it's like yeah there was a guy that i listened to his name was matt colville and he had like such a rapid staccato like he spoke so quickly but it was very clear it was very concise and like it got all his points across and i found it very digestible and so i feel like dr stone has like the media speed equivalent of that where it's just like boom 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 all somehow at a digestible pace so i'm just like all right let's go let's let's eat 12 white castle burgers boom boom (laughs) boom boom let's go like but now I'm wondering, because if you go to, like, page 17, like, and you see, like, these middle panels next to Zeno, it's like, okay, they're working on, you know, the tablet or whatever, the screen sharing thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, you see this middle panel of this, like, black guy, you know, engineer or whatever, drawing on it. And it's like, was that the black dude from the double page spread on, like, 12 and 13? But then you're like, wait a yeah. minute, no, because that's clearly Einstein. 
and then you go and look like at the panel above that guy on 17 and he's like is that the einstein dude like with his back to the to the camera you know what i mean because he has like uh no because he totally nope, has that's a beard Bob too. Ross. yeah that, yeah <laughs> i was like just like trying to see like could this could this not be you know einstein and neil degrasse tyson on 12 and 13 because they're clearly here working on the rocket with everybody but nah this dude has like a whole goatee you can't really see his entire face but his hair is different it's more afro-y and then he mm -hmm. has like a goatee and then underneath him is just this guy don't got a goatee like i'm talking about the uh, one i'm talking about the, the one above, above the on the panel, panel above, above the black guy mm -hmm. like oh, i thought i thought that was sandwiched. like yeah, I thought that was oh, potential. Yeah, I thought. Einstein. Yeah, yeah, I thought that yeah. was potentially like the Einstein guy that we saw on twelve and thirteen. But no, that's definitely Einstein on twelve and thirteen. There just so happens to be another similarly looking black engineer on page seventeen, and that's I definitely not Einstein above him. <laughs> honestly, I haven't seen a, a lot of the repeat minor characters, and I think that they're actively making new characters for each of those scenes to kind of represent the whole worldwide expansion yeah. of their population and workforce mm, mm. so it's like it's always going to be a di slightly different i'm like i don't think any of these guys have repeated yet like beyond their chapter you know like yeah but that's my yeah. take um i love the kind of like senku 11 karate pose on the final page it's like we better select our oh, team yeah. astronauts are training for space travel yeah i didn't even like think about the stance that the astronaut is in it's totally like a martial arts stance <laughs> ready challenger ready yeah start oh, training dude, for outer space travel hope it doesn't go like the challenger that one <sighs> oh no oh no that would be uh, terrible they're not gonna i think the original squad was supposed to be senku uh sukasa and ryusui ryusui right yeah mm -hmm yeah but now uh it makes it something interesting is that with the astronaut thing do you think that the actual um spaceship is going to be the sanku 11 that gets to space oh i think because uh, they've already 11. gone through like what four already at this yeah. point and then they still have I think to it, like they've perfect... gone through seven or something like that yeah and yeah, then like seven was the one they actually their, got um, into multi-piece mm -hmm. So, like, by the time they get to Senku 11, I'm like, all right, yeah, that, that seems right. That makes sense because we know that we don't have the astronaut suits made yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, this astronaut dude is, like, fully clothed on the moon already, and it says Senku 11 on the helmet. So it's pretty out. good. Yeah, it's a pretty good guess, yeah. I like that. I love it. I love yeah. the little, little, little crossed Starship logo. Just a little Starship patch on the side. I'm like, yeah. Yes. Oh man, I didn't even like. I didn't even really take a look at all the details here. Like, what's going on on this helmet? Is that like cameras? Is that like it's got to be cameras, right? On the on the top of the helmet. Yeah, cameras on the top. You can see in the reflection. You can see the ship, and the Earth. Yeah. On the visor, yeah. and I'm like, yeah. Yeah, that's sick, on bro. the that the one on the chest. That's what's on Ryusui's hat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. We were talking about how everybody had a kind of different. And on different the arm, logo, it's different just sigil. The general mm -hmm. Kingdom of Science logo on his right armband. Wait, so that is yeah. Ryu Sui. Is it? Because <laughs> everybody's Probably. got a different patch, dude. I mean, he does say one of those seats is as good as mine. Yeah, so yeah. that might just be Ryu Sui. And he's like, I 
I want to go everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so it definitely is reuse we then. That's cool. Gotta be. I like that a lot. Yeah, it probably is the yeah. Senku 11 that finally makes it there. That could be a little bit of a foreshadowing on that. Potentially, that was a cool spot. And it's like a nice soft gimme, you know, yeah. a little, little softball under tan toss. Mm -hmm. um, kind of funky to see um, on the first page. Uh, I have one basic question. How do you make the internet? And I like how they're using the internet to like make the earth look like an atom. So, like, here's the biggest thing you can, like, conceive of, personally. It's now the smallest thing you can't conceive of. Oh, right? damn. That's a cool... Like, like, that's cool like cause the, cause the internet, that. like, the internet literally shrank the world, you know? Like, yeah. globalization and, like, like, the figurative shrinking of the world is real. So, like, I love that little nod to, like, hey, this is... This made distances almost... Non-existent. Like, yeah. I talk to a guy in South Korea, like, two times a week, like... Yeah. Don't mean nothing before the internet up, i had to you know what i'm saying i had, I had to send letters i had to send you a letter right yeah <laughs> that, which would have taken which would have taken who knows how long you send a messenger you send a raven whatever the fuck or a yeah, pigeon, pigeon you know, or yeah whatever. pigeon yeah. yeah it's gonna come back in a month <laughs> if it even makes it there you know what i'm saying a different pigeon right. shows up in a month. <laughs> Sorry, oh, return to sender. Uh, sorry, we found your bird mangled by a fox. Just... No. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, I wonder. Um, I never really talked to, or I never really thought about it before. But I wonder, you know, how often that actually happened in the old world. You know what I mean? You send a pigeon x amount of distance, and it's like it didn't make it to where it was trying to go with the super important message you tied to it. How did that affect war? How did that affect? literally anything that you needed to send urgent messages for back in the day quite a lot i, I think i think lot. maybe you just send it with a person if it's that important because yeah. like a person uh, is probably like more capable to survive the trip at the end of the as day as a writer yeah yeah and like they they people would have ways to smuggle things on them on their own person um i know back in like as as early as the cold war right yeah. <laughs> around that era they had a guy who was just like yeah um you're a disgusting french guy who can like eat anything can you eat like this wooden box with a message inside it and then regurgitate it later and he did he got caught though wait a minute i think i know exactly <laughs> who you're talking about Monsieur he's like he's yo the guy ate a horse guy ate a horse eventually got like condemned to life because he ate like a child yeah he was just eating anything he just couldn't stop eating shit and everyone he turned into like a like a circus like you know like a freak show he kind of thing where freak. everyone was just bringing him shit to he's like, yeah it's like eat this like for entertainment type shit yeah i remember that guy he eat, like tin cans and everything yeah yeah that was wild yeah that's insane and that's called the price of communication his name was tarare is the one that i'm yeah, yeah french french tarare. showman yeah yeah tarare oh man the medical marvel who could eat anything i was literally just watching a youtube video a couple months ago about the history of this dude specifically that's crazy i just brought that up beastly. hell yeah um i don't know if i had anything else for dr stone though this week yeah i don't know i think it was pretty uh straightforward pretty simple chapter yeah not straightforward loved the visual imagery yeah like while we're go like while we're getting ready to go to the moon like if 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 all of the conflict comes from their inability to like reach milestones in their invention a lot of these chapters are just going to be like set up chapters with like character development and like progression mm -hmm. and shit so as far as like 
deep divey like meat and potatoes shit i feel like we don't get too much of them on the lead up to why man since the conflict is so minimal you know what i mean that's but... for the track trip there where right. they're having to like uh focus and stress about like oxygen and water levels and mm -hmm. like combining the ship that's where all the tension is gonna be like right. Yeah. I can't wait for that shit, boy. Oh man, it's Ooh. gonna be great. Yeah, I feel. I want to say we're like three to four chapters away from blast off. If anything, yeah. If That's my that. guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good on. I'm good on Stony. Same Me too. All right. Well, with that, I think we can go ahead and hop right into chapter eighty-five of Marshall, Mosh Burn Dead, and the Malicious Magnet User. And. Mm -hmm. uh, as the chapter title says, this dude's magnet magic is quite malicious. Yeah. He uh, he does not pull any punches with this shit. He just spawns a big ass magnet ball with spikes and, and like, shit. Assigns polarity to it and mash, and is able to just like have him just like yeah against it, which is Quit like hitting yourself. Yeah, <laughs> that shit's so broken. And, Very like, broken. It is against I anybody mean... else besides mash. It's a one shot, you know what I mean? Yeah. Reminds me a lot of I like Kirara's ability from uh from yeah. Jujutsu Kaisen, but just like the magic, less rules, more like whimsical, crazy version of it. <laughs> there was another moment yeah. that reminded me of Jujutsu. It was oh god, page seventeen. When he hits him with the confinement box. Mm-hmm. Um and I was just like, oh, man, it reminds me of when Mai and Uiui fought that pestilence demon. Oh, and they, like, yeah, the smallpox curse. The yeah. Smallpox, oh, yeah. now you're in a small box, let's get smashed with the boulder, you know? Yeah. But no, Eagle too. It felt like a domain when he said uh, when he said magnet ping pong, and then it just like, see, it just felt like a mana zone or like a you know or like a or like a domain or something it turned the whole room basically into the spell in a way that seemed to kind of like change like the whole vibe of the space that they're in so that was definitely yeah. reminiscent of that too for me the wallers changed color yeah but yeah it was it was funny to see mosh you know like karate chopping the spikes off of the ball and like using his polarity to like orbit as he like strafing it yeah he's just like orbiting it basically using right. it Magnetic yeah right, so the way i kind of took that was like okay i'm still going towards the ball but i'm like sidestepping in a way that like stops my forward momentum just enough for me to make the sidestep and then like before i can be re-sucked back into the ball i'm taking another sidestep and like it's just confusing the magnetism or whatever they, they pretty much explained it already but i still like tried to make it make more sense in my mind as far as like how the the magnetic attraction was kind of like working with his movement and it feels good like these are the kind of um these are the kind of you know strength feats that i like to see like mash kind of like use to get through mm -hmm. certain kinds of broken magic because like everything he did here was just like so cool not only was like the orbiting like amazing but then he when it goes into the to the domain you know uh mana zone or whatever and the ping pong starts and he takes his his iron wand and turns it into a into a glove. And the choreography of him playing baseball with the shit was just yes. like so cool to me. You know what I mean? Like Komoto represented that like really well. 
and then the way that he's throwing it it didn't work he caught it off the back hit the the scoop and flip or whatever one man keystone combo i don't really know anything about baseball but dote is a, is a pretty good commentary here kind of like guiding me through it mm-hmm. <laughs> and then when he fucking on 14 launches it with the shoulder magic and then you get the two close-up panels of his index and middle finger putting the spin on the the spiked ping pong ball into the mm-hmm. missile throw like that shit yeah. was fire yeah uh, all of that like the, the the illustrations and drawings were just fire in this chapter in regard to this in regard to this fight so good yeah one of the better yeah. um mash gets out of it with raw physical strength one of the better representations of that that i've seen in a while in mashal in my opinion yeah definitely it was kind of interesting that he's basically split his wands into two because he's got magnet user he has like two polarity of wand or something okay. like that because okay. if you look up page 16 right one's yeah. black one's white they both have a similar star shaped thing and right. each one is like their hand and like it looks like you could put them together yeah i mean the one wand on the left hand looks like some kind of magnetic like it just looks magnetic it's got like a coil wrapped around it it looks mm-hmm. like i don't know something I can't think of like the actual like name of like the, the thing Sparking or whatever. Energy. Yeah, I could have sworn that like you know there was some like Doctor Stone shit they were doing with like you know a, a pole and like wrapping shit around it or whatever. Like when they made the giant magnet the first time, like early in the series, they had like a big metal block that they wrapped like some kind of like tungsten or something like wire around it, and then it got hit by lightning and then became magnetized or whatever. So that's oh, what I like first electromagnets. Yeah, there you go, there you go. Like that's what it reminded me of. And then the second wand I thought was like just an, an, a completely different application. Of magic for some reason the, i i see the the confinement box physically itself maybe coming from the magnetic wand and then like the whole like void of darkness because it obviously looks like the space that he's occupying after being confined is way bigger than the actual space of the box in reality mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah. so i'm like okay so is his other wand like darkness magic or something you know what i mean it seems like a combination of two different kinds of magnets or two different kinds of magics because otherwise, like, how could just magnet magic put you in a black hole void just because I oh. dropped a box on you? Yeah, like, it just, I feel like there's something else going on here, even though I don't really know how yeah, it can really the idea work of like that. Two wands, right? Yeah. So, Maybe it's void magic. Yeah, void magic, something like that. Yeah. yeah. But I'm just wondering, like, how, like, do you just having another wand allow you, you know, to tap into another affinity of magic? Because I'm pretty sure that this is all, like, inherited you know like born with affinities as far as like what um, your magic is so it's like how does having another wand like is it the wand or is it you and you're just channeling your affinity through the wand you have i don't really know i think with the second wand it might be the wand because it'd be really interesting to have like um almost like recessive magics you know because you're talking about how it passes through families there's like different families you have different families married into others and they had different magics and so maybe it's like an inherited wand that belonged to that person sure passed down through the family and like if you have a good affinity for the wand you have access to a different branch of magic that your family once had okay i want to say that that's like a new concept then or at least i don't remember them talking about it working like that earlier in the series it's never been talked about but like if we just like take a moment to think about it it does kind of track it does yeah yeah yeah. it could make sense um, yeah because if they value magic they wouldn't want it to disappear 
Um, this I think this is the first time I've personally seen people with two wands. Unless I'm tripping. Like, I can't, I can't, like I can't remember it either. Yeah. Yeah, so, so this is too, actually, yeah. and I think it's really interesting that they're doing this as such a like a low key reveal. Like this isn't like dramatic. No one's ever heard of this. This is like, oh, that's a new piece of information, and it seems normal. All right, let's go. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm like, this is one of the this is one of the times where um, Mashal kind of like gives me information that I'm wondering and excited for the eventual explanation of. But it is a story like. Mashal, you know what I mean? So you never know if you're actually going to get explanations for things or if it's just going to be like lost in the sauce of, you know, yeah. the comedic direction that the series is going in. I have faith that Matt, like Mashal's usually pretty good about that kind of stuff though, like when it's an important concept. Like, you know, who knows? We might start the chapter, you know, next week with, you know, just raw exposition, like narration over, uh, what is this dude's name? The shark teeth? Can't remember his name right now. But it, we might just get, like, an explanation from Komoto on how the double wand thing works if it doesn't come directly from a line of dialogue from the character. I could see that happening just to... If we really haven't seen it before, you know what I mean? I could I could totally see Komoto just giving that to us next chapter so if this is a new concept. but Because it seems pretty important. Like, two wands is a big deal. Like, he's got to say something yeah. about that if he hasn't already. So I, that that's why I'm excited for the next chapter. For the first time outside of just, like, raw like combat choreography and just seeing what happens at the end of the chapter against who they're fighting like i want more i want them to dive a little bit deeper into like con conceptual mm -hmm. stuff you know what i mean because that's where all the conversation comes from inside of mashal yeah say. how does the magic function right like yeah. yeah i understand that like this is the magic you said it is and yeah. this is what it's currently doing yeah. but i want to know how the magnet stuff very straightforward yeah like uh i grew up on Ma magnet man versus mega man so like yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this was an easy sell for me i right. was just like yes of course yeah the magnet stuff magnet stuff super straightforward the fucking mash dealing with it was super straightforward we saw literally panel by panel how he dealt with that plus doubts like you know uh commentary on it everything was very straightforward except for like this potentially new concept inside of double wand so yeah can't yeah. wait for that can't wait to see the the dealt vert and lance versus uh these two you know yes. Perky boy and <laughs> and uh the silver spoon guy yeah i'm glad that they put him Especially. in like a void you know what i mean because it's like if there yeah. was no void aspect to this mash is just punching himself out of that fucking box so it's like you needed yeah. to like separate him you know in space in some kind of way to allow Dote and Lance to kind of turn up here. Otherwise, MASH was about to low diff this entire arc. <laughs> yeah, you know, I so. I can see it, like, yeah. dragging the fight can drag here. Yeah. And then MASH comes, like, busting out of the box, and he's like, yo, how the fuck did you get out of there? And he's, like, actually tired. Like, I was running for what seemed like 100 miles. Like, he actually <laughs> runs to the edge of the void and makes it to the edge of the box. Yeah. Like, literally just like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Well, like, oh my god! So, and it just punches out. <laughs> uh, what if it's just like a moving floor, right? Like, uh, mm. like um, that Jamiroquai music video, virtual and it's like virtual insanity. I haven't seen um, it. There's the floor moves, and so the furniture would move around. He could dance around it. It was really mm. quite trippy. Um, okay, but 
what if that void's not really like it's an endless void great selling pitch the guy who sold me the swan very good at his job but like <laughs> it's just like a limited space but the floor moves so like so he it has makes... to run so fast yeah that, like i see what you're saying now yeah, yeah. yeah like a treadmill like a treadmill yeah that would be a really cool explanation to get if he does break out of it i was thinking of a whole bunch of things like i was picturing like dragon ball z like super boo getting trapped in the hyperbolic time chamber and just mm. screaming a fucking hole in reality and walking out of it i was thinking of all types of shit like that because it's like you never know when you're going to get a reference in mashal you know what i mean like we got like a whole tuning exam arc like you know filled with <laughs> yeah. fucking here's in versus orochimaru even inside of it you know what i mean so like you never know you never know but i i, I yeah. definitely don't think he'll shout his way out of the void i think that would be insane if he did that and that would be like a crazy reference but i as far as like what we've been talking about so far i think i like what you know eagle and and mellow what you two were saying in tandem about like just running through to the end <laughs> or he just jumps so high as the ceiling like it's it, it you can walk forever but it's only so high <laughs> yeah oh wow yeah something you know, like that something that'd like, be tight like and then he, he just like you see him like kind of like you see like the you see his like faint little tiny fingers sticking out of like the lock oh and just like the lock just shatters and you see him he's out there and he's just like halfway stuck in the box he's like all right i'm stuck finish the job it's yeah. some, uh, we get some calf magic yeah it's like i felt like i ran for like a hundred miles in either direction so i was like fuck it what happens if i jump and the ceiling isn't infinite just the floor that'd be some just shit just the floor that'd be, that'd be. yeah because like that's the stupid shit that magic does it's like yeah. ooh, and i was like oh you can't account for everything right yeah um yeah I think I'm we got some pretty good ideas on that. Choice. Yeah, what'd you say? I'm Mo? excited for the. I'm a, I'm excited for like the the supporting cast showcase because like they need a couple of W. Yeah, for sure. I I think that this is a great opportunity to just let everybody else kind of like have their moment in the arc. You know what I mean? Like if if Mash is trapped here like this, he just got a brilliant showing in this chapter in the last couple of chapters, even with like the Q stick. You know what I mean? And the mm -hmm. and the billiards shit. So like if they let Mash chill in this void and like let everybody else cook until you know the final bout between him and domina after everyone else is defeated i could totally see it going like that uh, even though it's predictable if it does happen that way i still think that it's just way more valuable for the side characters to get their shine in this arc even if Absolutely. we can kind of predict the, the the pacing so i'm i'm excited either way especially after lance got hit with a ball yeah <laughs> it's just like hey man that was disrespectful like right come on yeah yeah they're about to turn up can't wait for it i don't have anything else for mashal this week though i don't think yeah this I'm was set. even more straightforward than dr stones yeah <laughs> literally a couple some baseball scenes here <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah but we'll but see we'll see what's up right. next week yeah, yeah yeah all right well with that i think we can go ahead and jump right into chapter 313 of buddha kudoa the captain of the black bulls. Yami hours, baby. Big death flags for Yami, man. They continue no. <laughs> to come up. You don't think so? It's big cap. <laughs> you you, you so? want to know what? Hey, you want to know what? It feels good, but like, I don't know. It, it definitely feels very death flaggy. Like they're doing all of this for Yami as they're like trying to run up and save him. And it's all, it all feels really good. Everyone's on the up and up. They feel like they've saved the day. But there's like obviously this this ominous like couple panels on the last uh, page that makes you think something crazy is about to happen. And even if something crazy is going to happen, that brings the despair levels back up after such a wholesome chapter. I still don't think Yami dies at the end of this. 
Honestly, personally. I read this and I didn't even consider this being Death Flags. I was mm. just like, ah, oh, yeah, we're going back to like wholesome flashbacks yeah. and like wholesome the gang's all here we're the black bulls like you know kind of like early chapter vibes that's how i felt too when i first read it but then like you know just history of manga you know what i mean like just puts an ominous vibe on a chapter literally dedicated to the flashback of a character that hasn't really been in the story for like a year that everyone's been waiting to see again if there is going to be a character for tabata to kill to really like bring that that kind of situation to the spade arc it definitely would be yami i just i don't know i just can't see it happening in black clover at this point so that was what that'll be a huge surprise for me for me Mm -hmm. is like the placement of the flashback the events in it Mm -hmm. from like his younger years all the way to now like it just seemed like his life flashing before his eyes in a way yeah if that makes sense yeah i just think there's a little bit more story to tell with yami in regards to like where he actually comes from like all of this flashback stuff is cool but it's all when he's already here you know what i mean like meeting julius meeting everybody like he's already you know with the magic knights like he comes from like a weird country or whatever that they said earlier in the you know in the manga you know or whatever it's like japan yeah yeah japan (laughs) or some shit like when are we gonna get shit like that so i feel like just there's just more storytelling that we need from yami or at least that i want from yami you know what i mean so that's another reason why i don't think he's really dead at least not like in the next chapter or two or something i feel yeah. like it's not i think with the light flashing before his eyes flashback yeah. how he's all cracked up here and yeah. how like he's inside his, a literal coffin <laughs> yeah well and his demeanor is different like than usual as far as like his level of sincerity yeah the way he looks and his dialogue yeah, I don't know. It just seems to me like I don't know. This shit, this shit just opened up. Obviously, at the end mm-hmm. here, just to jump to the end, you know, we're kind of bouncing around here. We jumped right to the end, really. But yeah, in this last panel, this is like the the second gate opening up. So you know, Lucifero's about to come out. Yeah, and it's definitely not over. Like he could just be like. <sighs> Eat Yami real quick, drink his innards and shit. Yeah, that would be insane. Kill Yami, kill Yami and vengeance. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like you said, you know... If that was the first major death in Black Clover, I would shit a brain. Yami? I mean, like you said, it's kind of like One Piece where... I'd have to take um, everything back. I'd have to take everything back. Yeah. Yeah. What were you saying? I mean, it's kind of like One Piece, I agree. Like, it's kind of like One Piece where, you know, it's hard to see deaths a lot of the time. Yeah. But this this is the one time where most of all in Black Clover, I think I've been like, man... Yeah. This character might actually get you know get taken out of here, but plus we got that one like double page spread color color spread from like a while ago that you that like we people were speculating was like a potential death flag foreshadowing. Everybody was dressed up in funeral garb. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yami was the only one like turned away, facing away from the group, and he was like away from them like by right. ten or twenty feet. Right. Yeah. Oh. yeah. I remember when you brought that up, and I was like, oh shit. Okay. Yeah. The whole Black Bull gang was all, like, real forefront in this color spread, Mellow, and, like, all dressed in, like, you know, black suits, black dresses, funeral attire. Mm-hmm. Yami's, like, 10 or 20 feet behind them, also in a black funeral suit, but he's facing the other way, like, towards the sunset. Looking you know? back at him, like, man, I can't even join, y'all. This funeral's for me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Type shit, yeah. <laughs> yeah I remember that, man. and I was like, damn, if that's foreshadowing, that's actually, like, really cool. Man, what if it's like Vengeance or something that dies? 
I mean, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. fucking vengeance, dude. That but guy like, sucks. Yeah, but like, I, I don't know, man. It's like you're so trifling. Yeah, <laughs> fuck him. I definitely don't I want Yami to die. I don't. I, I and, and I don't want it to sound like I think Yami should die in order for, you know, the storytelling to be better or anything. But I, I feel. I, yeah, I, I, I just think it's. I think it's. Um, I think it definitely makes sense after a chapter like this, especially you know referencing the double page spread potential foreshadowing that we were just kind of talking about. I just really just can't see Tom doing it. You know You've really mean? sold me. I would like to see it. I oh, think it'd sure. be very interesting, but yeah. I don't. I don't know if it's gonna happen. Yeah. Um, I'd be like, damn, he really did that. I wouldn't. I probably yeah. wouldn't have too much. Uh, you know, I uh, I would give I'd give Tabla to his props for that. That's got to take a lot of. That's got to take a lot of guts to do that. That's like everybody's exactly. favorite character. <laughs> it's like definitely it's, my favorite character. It's it's a right. lot of people's favorite character. It's one, definitely one of the more interesting, like nuanced ones within the series um, there's this one thing in the that i really liked artistically mm -hmm. was um page 10 and 11 where like it's almost like little footsteps of speech bubbles like slowly waking him up and i really mm -hmm. thought that that was really cool because i like that idea of like waking up from a dream where he's reflecting on his whole like life because he's got yeah. nothing else to do except for like exist right and suspended sort of animation right used to a tablet like and then you hear um, all of your teammates voices leading up yeah, until they get louder you. and louder and yeah. then you wake up like captain yami and it's like god damn oh yeah and then morris is just like done so wait that let's yeah so morris is just done he looks like toast yeah he he's looks just like done. toast so like uh, what was the attack that got him then just the punch from from the henry tank like the, the 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 henry headquarter tank punch I, was what finished I him because that was like the last damage i feel like we saw him take at the at the end of the I last chapter he right? looks pretty fried so i would say the the punch the black bull zord yeah um, but like i think it's really interesting because he the mouth is always open normally but this wait time, no the, the the last damage he took was asta smacking him in the face as he was talking shit he took like a big combo attack from everybody and then he was like through all sorts of experiments i made myself into a higher being then i obtained the talents of the ultimate devil host just like more one punch man villain dialogue yeah and then he just gets smacked in his face by asta which was so gangster and he's like give us our captain back then it's this chapter and i guess the rest ah. of the fight is off screen and i know that i know that that visual of of morris on page 10 and 11 like yeah. I know that that's not just the damage that he took after, after Asta is it? That's just like him after he got like blasted into a wall. So maybe he's not done then. He looks pretty done though. I'm gonna be super he looks disappointed. Pretty toasted. Uh, I'm gonna be mad like, disappointed if he's done after that. I thought it was interesting that his like the mouth on his forehead was closed. So like, and then his eyes are rolled back. So I'm like, yeah, he looks. Is pretty that done. just it? Like I feel like the the. The parasite is going to evacuate the host. Like the devil's gonna leave the host at this point. He's gonna be like a ruined empty shell. Like I kind of expect the devil to kind of slip forward now. Yeah, um, especially with this like other gate opening or whatever this is at the end of the mm -hmm. chapter. Yeah, yeah. Morris can be it's done. It's like That's cracked fine. open. Yeah. Um Yeah. I, I really like... hope Lucifero is more of a character than 
anybody so. else up until this I, point. If they've been saving them for the end, like that's got to be where all like the passion and the precision in yeah. the writing has got to be. I want to assume, but I don't know. We got literally like eight One Punch Man villains in a row <laughs> in this arc, like, so. <laughs> I just I wonder what his devil power is, and like they've already covered a lot, like a lot of like it's gravity things that would be like obviously. Mm. Uh, oh, is it more gravity? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what they that's said the, was that. That's the power he's been given everybody. Yeah. Right. Dante and Morris. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh well, shit! I hope he creates like black holes. Then I feel kind of dumb now, but like, wait. So like, Morris and Dante were both using Lucifero. Were they always both using Lucifero, or did Dante get defeated and then Morris was like, "Oh, nice, I get to use this now"? Or was that ever explained? Or was that? Um, I don't think it was. Okay. I think yeah, he it was Don. Lu uh, not done. Ah. Morris magic. was saying, yeah, that after Dante got taken out, him and Link, Lucifer. Okay, up. okay, okay. Yep, yep. That's cool. So, so, so Morris just got this devil. Like, is this the first devil power that he's used? It yeah, seems like I he's been kind so. of like brooding in the background, like on some other shit. Like he always had like devil power in the tuck. You know what I mean, or something like that. And it's like if. If he always was confident in like his devil host combination leading up to this final fight and he did and he just got the power from Lucifero like right after Dante was beat like I don't know 10 15 minutes ago that's just like hmm oh, he's no. got a lot of unwarranted confidence yeah I mean uh, whatever right <laughs> I mean, he looks like a like an Indiana Jones bad guy. Like if you see him on page like nine, he looks like it's like show us where the medallion is, Doctor Jones. You know, no. like, he just seems like that guy. Yeah, Air Jones. Why show us where the medallion is, Doctor Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe yeah. yeah, maybe he um maybe he was just confident in his experimentation. He just understands devil union and devil hosting, but like never really had one of his own. And then now that Dante lost and Lucifero jumped into him, he feels like complete after all he's of his research. He's, yeah, he's like, I'm finally ready for this. I've been waiting for this type shit. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah. I mean, he probably does have a good juice. understanding. Yeah, he yeah. is like the human experimentation dude from the Diamond Kingdom. Yeah. Right. And he has been working with them, you know, for a while, presumably, and seeing like their devil hosting and experimenting with the devil linking. So... Yeah, that's fine. If and he didn't he have a devil so host until Lucifero jumped too. out of Dante, then like that's fine because he was like clearly the one that was the most obsessed with it to begin with and was just waiting for yeah. his mm -hmm. for his for his union or whatever. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I thought it was interesting because like I would be confident in my abilities if my power was just modification magic. Like even prior to being able to affect conceptual concept, like conceptual things, just not like just solid things. Yeah, sure. I I'd be pretty. Dangerous, like yeah, that's a pretty nasty magic for this yeah, world. Yeah, so like yeah, I was like, yeah, man, no wonder you're the fucking Doctor Mangel of this world. This makes it like that much more disappointing that he was the character that he was at the end of the day. K O'd. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I did Whatever. like the Zord though. I'm I'm a big fan of the big black bull. Oh yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. That shit's so tight. That's always tight. I remember the first time I saw that, I was like, okay. That's awesome, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, man. There's 
So on six and seven, mm -hmm. my favorite thing of this entire chapter was six and seven. Yeah, for where sure. They have the house in silhouette. They have like all the scenes where he affected their lives. And then uh, it's broken up with those little star like shapes. It's literally just the solid black version of what, you know, had for the stars and the whole mm. um, like because his magic ability was connection. Right. So yeah. like I like that these stars are representing the connections between the black bowls and like kind oh, of a that's reinforced tight. symbolism like i i like that a lot yeah this was my favorite yeah. this was my favorite page for sure the spread's just brilliant i i like it, everything that you said i like the stark black like building like in the bottom center that like kind mm -hmm. of stretches out you know into the rest of the bottom of the of the spread and then it kind of like gradients up from that stark black into the screen tones behind the the panels artistically this is just a beautiful spread for this flashback yeah Puts you in your feels too. It's like, man, yummy. Saving all the black bulls. Yeah, and then like just like from the beginning of the chapter two, like first time he runs into Julius, and Julius is like super lit. Like, ooh, I never seen magic like that before. It's just cool to see Julius in that with that kind of personality again. It's been a while. I feel like since we've seen mm -hmm. Happy Julius like geeking over some magic shit, which is how we usually saw him before he fought Licked. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Kind of doubted after that. Um, yeah. I like seeing young knocked, mm -hmm. and I can see why he definitely took on his brother's appearance because he just looked like creepy Henry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey guys, like I understand why you changed his face. He looked a lot like Henry, and you Still got a lot of things like, like him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no nose. No nose. Voldemort with oh, hair. Well, yeah. <laughs> High school Voldemort. <laughs> I don't do sticks. Nobody begs. Hold on. I don't know. I think that's about all I had for Black Clover, unless you guys had something else to bring up. Um, I think I'm good. Um, this is one of the first times where I'm like super in a while. You know what I mean in Black Clover, where I'm super excited for the next chapter again. Everything else, like kind of like leading up to mm -hmm. this, has just been like, okay, how many how many times is Tabata going to like repeat like the same narrative points throughout the course of this conflict? But this seems like some new shit. You know what I mean? So I'm excited for what's going to happen next it's either going to be like something insanely drastic like what eagle was saying earlier in the review where everyone's lit like we're back with yami like going for the we hug and then the gate opens <laughs> up and he just, just gets, gets lifted up and all of his magic sucked out and he's just dead that would be like the wildest shit ever in black clover but it's like as the gates are opening up vengeance and yami just get like <laughs> they like shrivel up like raisins you know what i mean yeah dude that would that would be that would be the craziest shit i think i ever seen uh... um, just because of how unexpected it is in a story like black clover but i'm pretty confident i'm sticking to my guns i think the the gate opens up i think it's like this drastic situation it, but motherfuckers still just don't die <laughs> and they still yeah. have to deal with lucifero in some kind of wild way but they still just oh, come out man. fully intact at the end I, I think i i think i'm gonna stay by that but i feel like they're gonna maybe if if morris has survived past this they could always do this thing like your devil has left into our is getting into our world he doesn't need you anymore also undo the thing or we'll kill you <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Like, have that kind of thing. I feel yeah. like that might be... Undo a the thing or I'll kill you. <laughs> Undo the thing or I'll kill you. You want your yeah. fucking kneecap? But yeah, I'm good, yeah. On, I'm good on BC. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, I think we can go ahead and get into chapter 333 of My Hero Academia. Last chapter of the night. Spectre. Such a good chapter. Oh, my oh. God. 
This chapter was nuts, bro. It, this. I'm glad we're finishing on this one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so juiced about this episode. Hell yeah. Okay. How do you feel? What's good? Oh my god. Um, I really like kind of this overarching thing where she is doing kind of like she i love that she used her power in a way that i couldn't predict right yeah that was like the major one yeah that was huge i we all predicted it's like oh she's gonna preserve her power and she's like no i'm gonna create a pyrrhic victory you can take me down but you're gonna lose way too much for it to be worth it yeah we thought about Um, all types of shit we were talking about how she dies and loses her quirk um beats shigaraki you know like before the last chapter or whatever we, we were talking about like she might even just outright beat him and he has to retreat and then everybody kind of like mm-hmm. meets up or whatever i never predicted this and i yeah. but i love it because thematically she was like you know she's the like on a global's perspective she is the most obvious inheritor of all might's will all might he views himself as like a hero he viewed himself as dead but he's like i'm still a person as as uh you know as yagi you know and then stars and stripes inspired by all might saved by him has a power style very similar Mm -hmm. she's gone and her legacy is weakening all for one and so i like how it kind of puts um deku in this is truly the last successor of all might yes Mm. You know what I mean? Because, like, Night Eye is gone. Lamillion, <clears throat> potential replacements, done. And yeah. then Stars and Stripes is gone, too. So, like, I like that, like, all the various, like, major inheritors of the will of All Might is just, like, Deku. Right. So I think that, I don't know, I think it was really important to me because, like, it just felt right. Yeah. You know, it was a very satisfying feeling. I can't quite articulate why I think so, but I know it's related to those reasons. I love Star and Stripe, like, as a character. I think that her dying here is, you know, like, a lot of people think it's, like, wasted potential or whatever. And, like, it might be, you know, like, whatever. Like, she was introduced, like, what, like, four chapters ago and, like, only ever interacted with Shigaraki, you know what I mean? So it's, like, and then she died, you know, or whatever. So, like, people saying that it's wasted potential is, like, totally fine there. But... Me personally, it's like at this stage in the game, it's like there the 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 other countries were never a big part of the storytelling anyway. And if they're starting to like bring in, you know what I mean, like other areas of the planet, if we're moving towards the end of the series according to Kohei, then it's like we're gonna start seeing a bunch of new characters probably, and they're not gonna get a whole bunch of screen time. You know what I mean? Like probably not. Yeah. You know, like even if we want them to, it's like I don't know maybe the time to introduce them would have been earlier in the series before it got to this chaotic you know cataclysmic end game you know area of the story it's i'm not mad about it you know what i mean she went out like in one of the most heroic ways ever like this is like heroism yeah. defined right now inside of her yes. sacrifice you know what i mean yes. so you can't be too mad about it you know what i mean she died a very heroic death like she chose to save her allies yeah and then it's like hey you know i'm going to help take down the thing and, like, um, there's been a conversation I've been having recently with uh, some of my friends saying, um, you know, the things that I want for the world, things that I want for my communities and, like, my, my friends, families, and descendants, etc., um, 
I don't believe that I will live in a lifetime where I will see any of those things, but I would rather have that future be available, period. Right. I, yeah. you know, yes. I want to live in a way that ensures that, even if it doesn't help me. Um, yeah. So, like, that resonates really strongly. I love Star and Stripe for, like, you know, willing to take the absolute burdens of her position on herself and not offload it onto others. Yeah. Which is, like, something that is very common criticism within, like, the hero society. Yeah. It's just like, hey, man, you can't quit. And she's like, no, I'm not quitting. I can't quit. Yeah. I'm going out as a hero. Like, And I like how it's know. like a back and forth almost, at least inside of, like, my, you know, outlook when I was reading these last couple of chapters and I'm sitting here going, <laughs> like, is Star and Stripe, like, actually, like, a good hero? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. obviously she is. She's the number one hero of America or the world or whatever. She's wildly powerful. But her decision-making is, like, in question here because, like, Shigaraki even, like, comments on it on page two. Like, whether you knew it or not, this most unlikely, unsanctioned, free-spirited, early visit of yours, you know what I mean, put you in this position to where you didn't have any of the backup that you probably should have had when coming to face an enemy like me. I wasn't 100% of the way, you know, complete, which would have made this a way easier fight for me. So, it, so I'm sitting here going like, okay, is she dumb for just coming here without listening to you know her people but then shigaraki says like no this was the time you had to come because i'm incomplete so you're like okay no she made the right decision but is like shigaraki like making like a criticism of just american people being like you know anti-establishment like you know anti-authority just like not listening to reason and like causing problems for everyone else because you think you have the right idea a lot of the time that's like the case with americans you know what i mean so like, you never know. Like, I don't, I, I, it was just cool. Like, it was like a whirlwind of emotions for me because I didn't know how to feel entirely about Star and Stripe. Didn't know how to feel about Shigaraki. Who was right? Who really had the advantage the entire time? Who was really in the worst situation between the two? And then when you get to the end of the chapter, it's just like, no, Star and Stripe is the fucking truth, bro. Like, holy fucking shit. Not only did she come here at the right time, even though she didn't listen to her, to her superiors, and she died, she still set back Shigaraki a pretty drastic way i want to say because like when we get into the end of the chapter you know and she says new order will revolt against other quirks that was fucking wild in and of itself yeah. but then the way that it affects him it seems like it's actually taking the 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 vestigial representation of what's happening inside of shigaraki shows new world order literally ripping things out of him and he only makes one comment about a specific quirk being destroyed and he says it was reflect but then the panel mm -hmm. directly underneath that is the vestigial new new order like attacking all for one directly you know mm -hmm. what i mean so like if that's the all for one quirk that new world order or that new order is attacking in that panel on 13 then like what does that mean for all for one's mental control over shigaraki like how many how many it's gonna be shattered. yeah like how many quirks were actually destroyed like we like there's only confirmation for one of them but like visually like you know and just assumptively i mean like you can you can probably and they're still blasting them with lasers like while he's trying to deal with it and shit it's like he might yeah. have no quirks by the end of this except for new order <laughs> you oh, know that yeah. would be really interesting yeah like uh, you never know but like he might have like like three quirks in the end left where mm -hmm. he's just like he has to go into hiding he's got a very unstable body like if he loses regeneration 
yeah like hyper regeneration or any of like his health stabilizing quirks because like this guy is like packing hundreds of quirks right, right? like he's right. got the he, he's a bottomless well of random supporting quirks that are like last right. together stacked it up and he's like yeah i'm operating at 300 500 percent efficiency because i have so many quirks working in tandem and the beauty is that if like he's just missing chunks of it and his his tower is gonna collapse i can't wait it's a big question um, though on whether or not all for one's influence is being like over shigaraki is being affected by this because like at the end of the day like if even if he lost 90 percent of his quirks 99 percent of his quirks if he still has all for one and new order it's like new order is gonna make up for like all of the quirks that he fucking lost like this chick is a one-man army bro like this is a disgusting like reality warping quirk bro like who the fuck cares about air cannon who the fuck cares about you know like anything yeah. anymore this nigga has but, new order like that's insane but then i think what he's gonna do is gonna do a cost analysis and he's like is new order enough to keep because it'll keep revolting against all other quirks even right. his quirk bestowing quirk taking ability right so he's like i can't risk losing that and i think at one point he's just like i've lost too many quirks i can't risk losing my integral life support quirks i'm going to jettison new order and it's going to become moot point but he has to give it to somebody. He can't just dispose of it. He can't just throw it away. He even says that. He's like, I gotta uh, give it to he's like, I gotta hey, give it to one of these pilots or something. You know what I mean? Who is coming? Uh, Who's been flying towards this fight this entire oh, time? Geez, yeah. Endeavor. Oh no. So watch Endeavor just lose his firepower. And then he just gets New World Order or New he Order new instead order, of fire. He's like, this is stupid. I hate this. I, I wanted to be and then he has to like you know swim back or something but the, but just going he has back to just to, to an entire new quirk yeah something like that that'd be insane we can talk about that too but just going back to my point about like what quirks will be left after new order kind of like runs its course throughout shigaraki's body because earlier i was saying if he still has all for one plus new new order then that's still a huge problem for the protagonist but if it's only new order or maybe even he doesn't even have new well no he would have to have no, 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 no. If it, if it destroys all for one, because we know that, um, what did they say? They said, they said that, that Shigaraki has a copy of all for one, like not, or maybe he does have the real all for one. He either has the actual all for one and, and then the all for one character has like the copy of the quirk or vice versa. I'm pretty oh. sure Shigaraki has the real all for one inside of him though. And that's like, what's allowing the, the mental you know hold that you know the all for one yeah. character has over shigaraki so if if new order eats the all for one that shigaraki has then like he's gonna have his wits about him again for the first time and who knows how long you know what i mean what is he going to think about during that time is he going to be like i gotta get back to all for one or is you're gonna be like all for one's a son of a bitch what the fuck am i doing here like you never know I want my body <laughs> yeah yeah you never know my like God. how that would kind of work you know what i mean so like i'm very interested to see like what the the full effects of new new order running rampant throughout shigaraki kind of looks like because it also kind of seems like at the end of the chapter um that a nomu is this a nomu right this is like a nomu like uh curses quickly damn it on the last like 14 and 15 yeah yeah, this is, yeah. I'm pretty sure he just got, like, swooped away by the Nomu then, right? Or something? Or was nah, it the Nomu destroyed? Getting, no. He's getting blasted by the, uh... Lasers. 
Right, but then like, what's this like bat winged thing like above no, the laser fire? The That's the Nomu, it's right? The Nomu's like coming in to save his bacon. I think he might have already like. I think they're all shooting the lasers at him, and they're all meeting at a certain point. But then Shigaraki was already just swooped away by the Nomu, and he's oh, flying yeah. away from the lasers right now. That, yeah, yeah. It, at least that, I don't know. It could be something like that. But like, if he bounces on the Nomu and goes back to All for One, then All for One's gonna have to like. I don't know. I don't know how he's going to continue to have... If, if, if All for One quirk inside of Shigaraki is being attacked by New Order, then I know that that's going to be a plot point related to the mental hold that All for One has over Shigaraki, and that's going to be like a crazy detriment to their plan. And that's, this is just a major setback no matter what. So it just makes the protagonists look like they're in a much better spot. It, because before we were like, what the fuck are they going to do against Shigaraki? How are you going to beat someone you... that has... Yeah. infinite powers yeah you know what i mean like they they had to set him back like this and 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 star and stripe you know being the sacrificial you know person for that setback it just feels really good to me it's super spatic i also like um oh god page eight when she starts declaring new order of volts against other quirks yeah like yep. For me, that was, like, one of the most, like, I think it was, like, for me, it was, like, this is such a ca good character moment for her. She's got, like, like All Might, she's got the smile, but hers is literally just a death's head grin. She's like, oh, I know I'm dying. I can feel it. I'm, just I'm like, taking your shit with into my me. trap, bitch. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, she's like, we both had traps, didn't we, motherfucker? Right. And to see All for One, like in Get a state had. of duress yeah like he's a kathleen bait like i don't think this is the first time we've ever seen him like pissed you know what i mean like not with like a yeah. shit-eating grin on his face so it's like there's Shaking gotta be so much like happening in regard to all for one's outlook on what he thought his plan or how he thought his plan was going up until this point and i think this is the first time where he's like oh my god i hadn't accounted for this this is crazy like, we might have fucked up, like, this is bad type shit, which is just really cool to see at this point in the story because he's been on his fucking five-headed, fat-brained, like, you know, Batman villain shit for, like, a while. Like, any kind of progress the protagonist makes, he's always got that shit-eating grin, like, yeah, 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 you know what I mean? Like, yeah. until right now, you know? Oh, man. I mean, I don't feel bad for not predicting this because not even All for One did. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. oh man Straight up. <laughs> uh, there was this moment that i thought was kind of interesting um page five mm -hmm. um this is where it truly begins yoichi and uh that's all for one as a child and he looks so much like shigaraki nah right? yoichi is uh all for one's little brother the one okay, who, so... the one he gave uh one for all to yeah okay yeah I was wondering if that was picture of Yoichi or if it was a picture of All for One. I'm pretty sure that's Yoichi. It's got to be Yoichi. We can just look it up right now. Yoichi. Possibly. Uh, Shigaraki. I think is his, I think his last name is Shigaraki too. Yeah, Yoichi Shigaraki. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's definitely Yoichi. If you like Google, uh, you Google him and I see just... the the picture on the wiki. It's definitely mm, that that dude right I there. I get it. Yeah. I was just thinking about how um, that child and our shigaraki looks so very similar and yeah. part of me is like was that yeah. one of his choices like because he found that kid when they had like regular hair yeah <laughs> 
And he's like, yeah, I've slowly just been making you into the picture of my brother. Mm. Could be possible. Kind of creepy. Yeah. I he love the page like turn. Of... Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Eagle. Well, I was just going to say, he does have, like, a lot of subconscious, um, not trauma, but just lingering animosity i don't know i don't know it's something towards his brother obsession where he's like he's real yeah. obsession yeah basically yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. where he like even now he's like i'm i'm taking your cork little brother you know what i'm saying yeah to deck we had that one moment where he was like all bent the fuck out and he's like come here little brother or something like that i thought i remembered mm-hmm. during yeah. the uh I almost said the Shibuya incident. The, um, <laughs> the last huge conflict. Paranormal Shigaraki, liberation like... war. Yes, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, this, uh, yeah, no, this shit is, this shit is insane, bro. The page turned from five to six where he's like, cause like this whole page, I was just like, God damn it. He's like, I've stolen it just in big brick text. Like, and I like read yeah. that and I was like, no. And then he's talking about, he's like, your body began decaying the moment I absorbed your quirk. New order requires those verbal commands so you couldn't protect yourself as it was being stolen. You prioritized saving your own skin and lost everything in the process. So she basically was like, all right, whatever, you're gonna take my quirk, but I'm gonna keep myself from crumbling. You know what I mean? And, but then it hit her endurance cap and the decay broke through, you know, her protection that she applied to herself in that last moment. So like, just the way that the conflict kind of like progressed from from four to five just felt so Hunter hunter to me. It felt so like Jujutsu Kaisen to me. You know what I mean? Like just all of the dialogue inside mm-hmm. of the conflict these last couple of chapters has felt very high level power system explanation. So then like, as he's like, I've stolen it, you're fucked. And he tries to go turn the air into like whatever, tried to give it a new order and you turn the page. <laughs> the vestige of new order is just like, what do you think you're doing, bud? Oh, and he just I starts love... like exploding. <laughs> I really? love how Fire. the chimera like yeah. fusion of Shigaraki and All for One are running towards the quirk of of uh you know new stars order, and stripes, stars and stripes and, yeah. Uh, yeah she he, they're running to new or new order it's just like i'm not worried yeah she's like you know you fucked up come, right <laughs> come to me that's yeah. my goal yeah <laughs> and oh, then man. Uh, the, the explosion up. is very much like <laughs> jujutsu kaisen like oh sure with, when mahito explodes yeah people, when it, he it does reminded the trans- me of that yeah transfiguration yeah, yeah i yeah. thought the same and, exact thing yeah and i'm just like yeah because normally you see stuff and i feel like there's been almost a difference because like you're used to seeing stuff like akira like um type like body explosions but i feel like mm. like the art of like body horror has yeah. been like tightening and I think that be, since the Mahito influence and in jump, that's been a strong reference when they have like body. Oh, going. sure, sure. Especially with this kind of thing. Yeah. Um, man, it's wild. <laughs> it, this what was, a chapter. This this was one of my favorite chapters so far. In a long um, time, for sure. In yeah. a long time, oh. it it moved me. Yeah. On page eight, Shigaraki slash All for One does say what's going on. My quirks are exploding out. And then we get on the next page the like kind of 
artistic rendition of you know like you brought up Knox her like ripping the fucking quirks out of him mm-hmm. I think he definitely could be like losing quirks by the minute yeah like left I mean? and right like I feel like he's like I feel like it's gonna eat through like most of his fucking quirks if not all of them I mean he's <laughs> yeah. exploding multiple places at once he yeah. might be losing a quirk per second right like he's got yeah. no one to give him to too like if he doesn't give this fucking quirk away like even if he's <laughs> even if he's escaping right now on the Nomu like he's still got to get yeah. back to base. The new order's gonna keep fucking him up the entire time yeah. unless he gives Does the quirk give to, the to the Nomu. Nomu. Oh shit! But then the Nomu would fall apart because it's using so many different quirks. Like even a like the heteromorphic quirk of its wings, right? Like, right. So would that would so, the Nomu explode? <laughs> like, okay. So I don't. Okay. So I know that that the Nomu has a bunch of quirks piled into it itself. You know what I mean. So if uh-huh. it if it passes new if Shigaraki passes new order off to the Nomu, then new order is going to eat the Nomu's quirks next. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it so still has he that. might. Or would it? Because it's been transferred and now. Wouldn't it need a new rule, or is it just going to continue doing? that? I think it would continue until a new rule is imposed upon it. So why doesn't Shigaraki just put a new? He can't concentrate enough to put a new rule on new order now that he has it. No, he tried to use it and now it's fucking him up. Yeah, when he first when he first had it before it started eating him, he was like the air is, and then he started getting fucked up, and he hasn't tried to you know you know use a new rule since then probably because he can't concentrate because it's just running wild inside of him or something. And also, I think that it's actively, it's a revolt against all quirks. So it's not interacting with any of his quirks to, to like, like it's, it's, it's on autopilot until it's done. Until right? a new, until it's either done or another, you know, rule is kind of given to it. Yeah. Which I he think doesn't he's really gonna, have a means to do right now unless he gets I, it to the Nomu. Yeah. It's really interesting because like he had that it... moment where he is talking to um Star and Stripes and he's like he's like, You prioritize saving your own skin and lost everything in the process. So is he gonna stick into the Nomu and then lose his form of transportation and then just be a sitting duck? Oh he is like because he, he I think he's like, Oh wait, I can't actually do this or I'd be no better than her and then Endeavor just comes flying along like, What's going on? And <laughs> Oh no, my flame! <laughs> That's insane. If if New Order eats his regeneration, he's toast. It's like he's got to just be leaving on the Nomu right now, then, and just letting New Order like fuck up the rest of his quirks, and then hoping that he just like sir. Because I don't think it's doing any like no, it's definitely doing real physical damage. To it's him. doing physical yeah, damage. His yeah, quirks yeah. are literally exploding. Like yeah, his you're body. Right, you're right. And if he loses regeneration, he won't survive the exploding. Yeah, straight like, up, straight up. <laughs> he's got to give it to the Nomu. Yeah. Oh, man. He's got to give it to the Nomu, and then, like, you know, he probably has regeneration all for one, and, like, maybe another one or a couple others left after he transfers it to the Nomu. Then the Nomu, like, dies because it, like, you know, gets eaten alive by New Order, and then he, like, falls into the fucking water or some shit, and then, like, another fucking villain is, like, close by and, like, swoops him or something like that. Who fucking knows? Well, yeah, like, no, I don't man. know. This is insane. I can't, like, after this conversation, this is the next chapter that I am most excited for <laughs> in the entire lineup. <laughs> so yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. I think that's all I had for, for My Hero this week, though. I think that's yeah, about all it I had. It's a really before. satisfying chapter. Hell yeah. Tell me about mm-hmm. it. Well, that should do it then. 
Thank you all so much for watching. If you did, be sure to slap a like on this video if you enjoyed it. Make sure you subscribe to the channel as well for more fire ass weekly content. Leave a comment down in the comment section down below. Let us know what you thought of this weekend jump. Add to the discussion if you had anything, you know, you thought we missed or anything like that. And as we said before, go ahead and take a look in that description box down below where you can find links to any and all of our individual social media accounts such as Twitter, online communities like Discord, audio listening platforms, whichever you prefer, will be there. Also, links to support the podcast through our Patreon or our online store. So, with all those words said, this will be another incredible episode of the Project Manga Podcast wrapping up. I'm your host, Eagle. Knox. Dimelianus. Sarabada. Thank you.